Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another pop culture episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And Troy McGeady. And we just want to remind you, next Wednesday is our New York show, which is fucking crazy. We hope to see you guys there. And then we still have tickets available to the Boston show, which is Monday, November 13th. It came so fast. I cannot believe that it's next week. Like, it just hit me like a ton of bricks that it's happening so soon. And I'm so excited. And we have a lot of fun games, new fun games we want to test out with these audiences. Yes, it's our live show (laughs) 2.0. Exactly that. (laughs) So I guess to start with some reader blinds, I realized I haven't been saying these are alleged, but um, with our second blind that we're going to read, I want to let everyone know we can't confirm or deny that these (laughs) have happened. Um, So this is about a restaurant in London. When my former boss worked there, he said every time Victoria and David would step foot in the door, the chefs would drop whatever they were doing to shuck exactly 120 oysters, even if they didn't order that many or any at all, just because that was their usual order and they were such high profile customers. That's iconic. (laughs) I agree. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, that's like fucking baller to be like. I'm expecting our 120 oysters to be shucked already. (laughs) It's insane. You'll like the second one, Troy. I'll let you read that one. (laughs) I was at the John Mayer concert in Nashville, and my friend knows someone who was scouted to come backstage after the show. Backstage, John Mayer told her to get on her knees facing away from her and sit there while he played the guitar for 10 minutes and then came in her hair. Oh, he never touched her she just had to walk back out of the dressing room with cum in her hair he is such a deviant and that adds up with all the Dumois blinds I don't think Dumois says as like graphic blinds as us yeah but I remember there was a while where Dumois would always post that John Mayer would just like masturbate and cum on people instead of actually having sex or anything and didn't we read a blind about how he would like line groupies up and sniff their asses oh my he is a deviant 
it's the only way that you can describe him. He is a sexual deviant. And then in case you guys missed our Instagram post, we received a DM at full at 9:46 in the morning that said, "Walking around the West Village this morning and walked past Bradley and Gigi." obviously on their way to paparazzi walk. They were wearing sunglasses in the rain and no umbrella. And then TMZ posted the photos around 1.30 Eastern. Yeah, so I think that I, I mentioned last week that I followed their personal paparazzi on Instagram. And I am obsessed with him because he mostly paparazzi's in my neighborhood. Can, I'm like, can we ask what his handle is? Sure. His name is elder e-l-d-e-r and then his last name is o-r-d-o-n-e-z um and he clearly has a relationship with everybody that he, he like photographs but his bradley photos kill me because <laughs> bradley is just such he just seems so over it all the time like he doesn't want to be doing it and like he goes out and his like he doesn't even like get dressed up for his pap walks like he rolls out of bed in his pajamas barely puts on shoes and like army crawls through the streets of the west village and then army crawls back into his house like he's so over it and Gigi's too young yeah agreed <laughs> and i'm also just like aren't you tired bradley aren't you tired we are like why can't he just play the george clooney role right he must be getting advised to do these things because it's like, we're all tired and we're all bored of this. It's enough. You and Leo need to have a fucking meeting of the minds and like figure out what your next steps will be because we're bored of this. For 2024, I would like celebrities to surprise us. Yeah. As scary as that sounds. Agreed. <laughs> um. So of course what we're watching, I, have you seen the Twin Flame documentary on Amazon Prime? No. I need every single person listening to watch this. It's this cult that's all based on twin flames. And it's this couple who are each other's twin flames. But they're like our age. And they set up this whole university of people to find their twin flame. And like, they, I don't want to give away too much, but let's put it this way. They encourage people to break restraining orders. Because in the twin flame role, there's a runner and there's a chaser. And they're like, you're running. He's running from you, but you're the chaser. So you have to do whatever it takes. Oh, my God. Not them pushing stalking. Yeah. Oh, my God. And when people would be like, oh, they have boundaries. It's like boundaries aren't real. Holy shit. Not the runner and the chaser. Everyone needs to watch this. Giving lifetime. I also just wanted to say the Beckham documentary, I do think it could have been just like a three hour documentary, not like a five part series or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my biggest complaint was they kind of danced around everything. Like they danced around David cheating. They danced around him not being there for Cruz's birth because he was taking pictures with JLo and Beyonce. And I wish they just kind of like focused on that more. I stopped watching it. Oh, okay. Finish. I was just like, like, this is not interesting stuff. Like, I didn't know that it was going to be a big commercial for him. Yeah, it's basically like a People magazine spread. Exactly. I thought, like you said, it was going to go into his cheating and stuff. Like, I mean, to have had one of the biggest cheating scandals in celebrity history and to handle it the way that they did in that, I was just like, I'm kind of not 
into this. And I don't think people realize it was like you've said before, a Tiger Woods situation where just more and more women were coming out. It wasn't just the nanny. Yeah, I think that our American perception of it is probably different. Like, because in the UK, it was it was major. It was the biggest news scandal in the world. And here we got like the second sort of whiff of it or for whatever you want to call it. Like it wasn't as big of a deal, but it was major. It was huge. So yeah, I was kind of over it. And then just final thing, the morning show has finally gotten really good this season. The first two to three episodes was slow, but like, I never watched Mad Men, but John Hamm's incredible. And like, he's playing this kind of like Elon Musk evil type person, and he's so good in it. I will say that I think that he's one of the best male television actors in history. And I don't, I'm not like a fan of him personally, but as an actor, Don Draper will always be one of the best characters and I mean I just think he's really like you said he's super talented what do you think about people because I just saw an an article earlier that like the ratings have shifted for the show because people find Jennifer Aniston's face quote off-putting as someone who like unapologetically loves Jennifer Aniston I don't understand like I get why people dislike Jennifer Aniston, but to say she's off-putting or something, or, like, not nice to look at is crazy. I know. Especially because this is, like, her best acting ever. Yeah. And it just kind of shows how shitty our society is that you can't even get, like, it is her best acting ever, and you guys have been praising her for 30 years for doing the bare fucking minimum for showing up everywhere bring black and gray and now she's doing something worth celebrating but you can't handle it because she's done work to her face she's a fucking woman a 50 something year old woman in hollywood like get over yourself and i don't think it's anything drastic like that's not something i would notice is even her having work done i'm almost like i wonder if people are mad reese witherspoon's a lesbian in the show right i know (laughs) I know people are very shitty. I was like, that's like shocking to me. For sure. You can't say about Jennifer Anderson is that she's not stunning, no matter what. Right. And I know people say, well, she's basic looking, whatever. Okay. But she's still beautiful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave the super obvious stuff for the, for my last, you know what I mean? I know what everybody's waiting for. I'm going to wait. I don't want to be so cliche to just do it right out the gate. Okay. Um, Speaking of the Beckhams. I am obsessed with Brooklyn Beckham. The worst Nepo baby of all time. I I really am obsessed with him. Like, usually it gives me a lot of things. So if people don't know, he just posted this video that went kind of viral on the internet of him making a grilled cheese. And like, normally watching people cook who can't cook gives me so much anxiety. I can't do it. Like watching Kendall Jenner try and cut that cucumber was actually like very troubling for me (laughs) but this was pornographic watching him act like he was making a like a duck breast or something in a pan he was like moving the sandwich around and he torched it and he was just so over the top it was absurd like it was really like that on top of his photography book I just I've turned a new leaf and now he's so ridiculous to me that I'm obsessed I like can't quit him it was when he like got some tattoo of Nicola. I forget if it was her eyes on his chest, like something like that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, Brooklyn Beckham isn't who I think he's going to be. <laughs> yeah. He's a mess. And then he like sauteed, he sprayed 
first of all, he had a pan over a scalding hot flame as high as it would go. And he was spraying Pam <laughs> on the pan on top of the flame, which is not okay. And he was like flipping vegetables like he was Gordon Ramsay. It was amazing. You really would have thought that he was on Hell's Kitchen making a grilled cheese. And then for him to torch the bread with a torch, a, 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 I'm in awe of it. I'm in awe of the spectacle. I really want to know about his and Selena Gomez and Nicola's weird little thruple that they are. Mm-hmm. Me too. I want to know everything about what goes on in the Beckham house behind the scenes. I feel like a lot of weird shit goes on there. And for anybody to think that Victoria and David are in a truly just simple relationship, you're out of your mind. I definitely think they do have fun together, though. Oh, for sure. They seem very compatible as like business and life partners, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing I will say about the documentary is it finally gave like Victoria a chance to be a little silly. Mm-hmm. It was cra- Especially by the end, like she's cracking a lot of jokes. She's dancing. And I'm like, this is who I wish more people s- saw of her, I guess. And you're the one who made me see the light when it comes to her. She's a goofball and she's so funny. She's so sarcastic. She's got a really like wicked, sick, like quick sense of humor too. You would never guess it, but she's been like bullied out of being silly, you know? Which is a shame because not everyone can be as silly as like Ginger and Scary Spice. It's just not going to happen. It's really sad to know that a woman got bullied out of smiling publicly. True. That's like very dark. For sure. (laughs) So I wanted to talk. I got to go to Kelly Clarkson last week. Oh, my God. I know. I know. (laughs) Jesus. Someone who smiles and acts goofy. I got to go to Kelly Clarkson. And I will say I was ready for a Drew moment. I was ready for it to be like Drew. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't Drew. Yeah. Um, And it was the second taping of the day. But I thought it was so funny because it was me and then a bunch of like women in their 50s and one gay guy. Like of that course. was that was the crowd. Of course. And we were sitting in something called the Peacock Lounge, which is where you wait for SNL and stuff. And like if you go see Jimmy Fallon, whatever, you're gonna wait there. And the tea that all these old women were spilling, like one of them was like, Yeah, people were passing out waiting for the view because they treated us so bad in the holding room. And then like they must go to different filmings every day because they were talking about Kelly Ripa. They were talking about talking shit about everyone. And then basically you got to go there. And of course it's, you know, like the hype man directing stand up, sit down, clap, reaction shots, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But it was actually cool when Kelly walks out, she just walks out. There's no monologue. Like when she's ready, she'll just come right out. And she did like a sound check. And then she sang a song that I wasn't, I didn't know, but just hearing her like live was great. Yeah. Um, this is gonna sound so bad, but we didn't have celebrity guests. We had like good neighbor of the year guests. And I understand that they're there to talk about their foundation. And all of these 12 people, there were only six that day, and all of them have gotten some sort of check from Kelly, but like now they're going for the grand finale check. And just watching all six of these people talk about their foundations, which are helping trouble youth, you know, helping feed Detroit. Like there were some serious heartfelt stuff. 
And them just fighting it out to like get a check on a show really like bugs me. <laughs> That's do you know who did you find out who the A taping was? No, I have no idea. It's better to not know. For sure. <laughs> never, never try and find out who it was. Cause it's it, whenever that happens, it's always somebody that you wish that you would have wanted to see. Exactly. And like, again, it's great that they have this platform to talk about their charities, but it felt like Hunger Gamesy. Like, oh, well, who has the best one? That means the most right. to you. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> and then um, not a ton of crowd work with Kelly, but. Really? That's very surprising to me. I was truly shocked. I guess like there was a woman, there was a girl in the crowd. She's a singer in her family friend or something was one of the good neighbors. So mm. Kelly came over and started talking to her and asking about like her album. And she was like, make sure I get your name again so I can listen to your album and maybe like cover a song, which I thought was cool. But like for the most part, she wasn't like talking to the audience. I could see how you would expect Drew energy though. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I was disappointed, but I do think my hopes were a bit high. <laughs> I get that. I will also say that for the most part, for anybody who hasn't ever gone to a talk show taping, you could get treated like shit. Yeah, and they, I will say that team treated us great. Like That's good. In the way she spoke with her production, there was a good relationship you could tell. Yeah. But yeah, usually yeah. treat you like cattle. They herd you in and you stand for so long and like the view does treat you really bad. I felt really bad when I took Zach to the view because it was so disenchanting. Like he was so excited to go. And then after they were like, not happy at all. Like it was just so like, we treated so bad. And they're like, hey, can you stay for a long time? And we'll test our sound. And we're like, no, <laughs> no. Well, it was so funny. There was this tiny little old Italian woman next to me from Jersey. She must've been like close to 80. And near the end of the taping, she looks at me, she goes, did you have fun? Was this good? And I was like, it was great to like see Kelly Clarkson in person. She's like, this wasn't fun. I was like, okay. She said wrong answer, bitch. (laughs) And there are women that go like, well, not just women, but there are people that have a second job of going to free tapings, which I don't blame them. I mean, for sure. You know, it's like, even if it's shitty, it's like, it was free. And it's an experience, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we just got a Teen Mom alert from TMZ. Oh, oh my goodness! Uh, it says Teen Mom Janelle Evans' husband David Eason has been charged with child abuse, so he was charged. I just got chills. This is a beautiful day. That's crazy. I'll just David, read it. David Eason should be locked up for life. Should have been for a long time already. Right. It says Janelle Evans' husband, David Eason, has been charged with child abuse in a case involving Janelle's 14-year-old son, Jace. We don't yet know the circumstances surrounding David's charge, but we do know that the investigation was opened up after Jace ran away from home. The charge is a misdemeanor. TMZ broke the story, blah, 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 blah. He ran out, snuffed out the window. Once he was located, cops started diving into the case as as possible neglect, as it was the third time that Jace had run away in nine months. While it's unclear exactly what happened, we're told that there's video of the assault involving Jays, and both cops and Child Protective Services have the video. Our law enforcement sources tell us while Janelle hasn't yet been charged, there's a possibility that she could eventually face charges as well. Yeah. So, I mean, is Janelle really going to, like, 
finally go to jail and like stay there i she's like i don't even know how janelle evans hasn't been in jail yet i mean for like long extended period of time (laughs) not just the weekend I don't think Janelle's a good person at all, but maybe David being sent to jail or whatever's going to happen will kind of like save Janelle too. Cause I'm sure he's not nice to her either. I agree. I feel like she, be- she becomes the people she dates in a lot, in a lot of ways. Like she's always been that way. And she just like became David. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, and maybe it will be good for her to like be away from him and have to like, but you know, all she's going to do is just fuck some other hillbilly. She's just going to find some other trashy psychopath to get emotionally invested in while he's gone because she can't be single. Or she'll be making like crazy TikToks being like, I stand by my man. Mm-hmm. That's okay. probably more likely. <laughs> 1000%. It's so tough because they're, I mean, other than Jace, there are three kids still living there. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like what's the what would happen with their other kids? They don't have like, well, I don't know anything about their other children's other like family members, but I mean, what? Well, what Ensley's Ensley is Janelle and David. And then Kaiser's Nathan and Janelle, who Nathan is a fucking psychopath. And like, what is going on with Kaiser? I don't know. And him being ex- like suspended in third grade, like that's not good. Right. Oh, that's so sad. Mwah. Um, I wanted to talk, of course, I have to talk, I have to mention Big Brother. We got to update Big Brother. Things are happening. Okay. So we're getting down to the nitty gritty. There's only a handful of people left in the house. And one of my, I don't know if I would say one of my favorite people from the season, but somebody that I really enjoyed from this season, Corey, who was supposed to be like the nerd of the season. Um, he just got sent home. And what's so interesting is like, a showmance happened between Corey and this girl named America and America was cast as like the hot one. Mm. And there was no way that you could have ever predicted that these two, he's like 21 or 20. She's like this hot adult woman. I think she's like closer to our age and nobody would have ever predicted that they would like be with each other, but they like in the big brother house, it's like one day is like a week. So everybody's relationships go into hyperspeed. And like by the, they were like saying, I love you. So he just got voted out and they said, I love you on live television for the first time in in front of, and it was like, everybody was like, did they just say, I love you? Like, holy shit. Um, But like, I don't know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty and it's hard to, there's not like enough people for a lot of stuff to be going on. Yeah. And the problem that everybody is having, especially with this portion of the game is that, as I've said before, this Allison Grodner, I like to say that bitch is a full name with my whole chest, just continues to ruin this game for no reason with these fucking twists that don't make sense, that don't amount to anything. Every twist this season has been such a flop that it's actually embarrassing. And their most recent twist was this guy, Jag, who's been winning everything. And it's not fun when somebody steamrolls and just wins everything and especially when it's like a straight man. Nobody likes saying that. They implemented this twist where he was allowed to play two HOHs back to back. And that's never happened in like 25 years of this show because there's a chance that the same person would win again and it would be really boring. And that happened. Hmm. So I believe he's the first person in Big Brother history to be HOH twice. 
And it's just been a complete nightmare. And the twist didn't amount to anything to the point that on the live episode, the twist was supposed to be implemented. Basically, the twist was that he was HOH, but it was secret. Nobody knew that he was HOH. Nobody knew who was nominating who. It was supposed to create chaos. He immediately told the whole house he was HOH. So the twist was null. It made no sense. There was no outcome. And by the time they got to the live show, the whole house knew he was HOH. But they had to go along with this stupid ceremony because he's, you know, Julie's like, we don't know who the secret HOH is. And they're all just staring at him. I was just like, this is so, just stop. Let this show just be good. Let these people be reality stars. Let them live in a house that makes them combust. You don't need to turn people into zombies and implement all this dumb, stupid shit that nobody even likes. I hope that somebody sends this to Allison Grodner. Send her my full first and last name. I don't even care. Honestly, it sounds like what the challenges become. Twist, dumb shit, production. Like, just shut, stop. Yeah, so the Challenge USA finally ended last week, or last week, and the new Challenge for MTV premieres on Wednesday, so tomorrow the 25th. Mm, okay. The way that I realized I only liked this show for the drunk mess fights, because I was watching the finale on the CBS version of the show. They had an ATV that they could ride through the forest in. I'm like, what the fuck kind of... But yeah, you ha- if you won this, like, balancing game where you had to balance rocks on a scale you could get in an atv and basically drive to the um finish line are you joking no it was so bad like i just can't stand it you know how you said vanderpump rules became terrible once britney joined Mm -hmm. that's how i feel about the challenge with tori deal really and I don't know if she just needs a break. She could very well just need a break. And when she comes back, I'll be like, no, I actually do like her. But uh-huh. at the moment, Tori is just such a thorn in my fucking side with everything. I can't believe that they let them drive to the finale. Like, I'm I'm immediately picturing Zach going into cardiac arrest. Because... <laughs> with Laurel screaming at him? <laughs> and then whatever season it was where that little lesbian was like dying and he was kicking her in her back up a a fucking sand dune yep battle of the seasons (laughs) i mean like that's the challenge what driving to the end in an (laughs) dead at that and then for the mtv season which i'll totally give a try it's no champions it's everyone who hasn't won a championship and then they're gonna bring in like they're actually bringing car maria back as like a mercenary that you have to face at some point and i'm like if you're going to bring Cara Maria back, it better be as more than a fucking mercenary. So no winners. So no Johnny? No Johnny, no CT, no Tori, no Car. I mean, Car hasn't been around for a while. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's all just like, yeah, no winners. But they didn't bring back like old school Shane. He would be great to bring Brett, bring back. Or like, um, what's her name? Like Nani would be great for that. Yeah, Nani still hasn't won. <laughs> yeah, she's done it literally 40 times. Or Anissa. Yeah, but it's none of them. Wow. Poor, that's really sad. That's like, that breaks my millennial heart, to be honest. It hurts me deep. It's yeah. definitely like a show. Teen Mom keeps the drama coming. So like, I'll never get sick of Teen Mom. But I yeah. do think the challenge is like a slow release for me. Yeah. 
Do you think people ever not watch it? Probably not just because who I am as a person, but will I watch it and not enjoy it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly can't believe that I don't watch the challenge anymore. I, it's like, it kind of goes against everything that I, because I'm a completionist, you know, like I'll watch it until it's dead. But I just kind of was like, once it switched over to CBS, I was like, this isn't the same show anyway. No, no, it's truly terrible. And I hate it. And I know that the challenge has like so many controversies behind it, but like, <laughs> please bring my show back. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of things that you love, I saw Taylor Swift's concert film. Mm-hmm. And I was obsessed. It was. I thought it was so good. Yeah, I saw it last week. I actually saw it with Claire and Ashley. We went to like an outdoor um, movie theater. Oh, that drive-in place. Oh my God, I'm obs- I immediately followed that place on Instagram and wrote it in my notes. I was like, I will be there. Yeah, and that was a lot of fun because it was actually a sing-along. So the closed caption was up. Oh, sweet. That's and it, it was meant to be a sing-along. And yeah, it was really cool. And it was cool to relive the um the show and everything. It was a really, really good show, to be honest. And I saw it at the Alamo Draft House. So it was like a lot of, it was a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids there. And it was, you know, singing and stuff was encouraged. So there was a lot of like little girls screaming, but it was like sweet, you know, it was just like really cute, like little girls with their moms, knowing every single word. I will be honest, hearing a tiny little girl sing Taylor Swift lyrics with her whole spirit and chest was a little uncomfortable. I'm drunk in the back of the car. I was like, girl, calm down. Calm down, Susie. Um, <laughs> but it was like a really spectacular show. I really loved it. And I really hope that this ushers in a new era of people doing this, of artists um, doing concert films. And I, I just, and I don't know. I just think it's incredible. Like, I really love it. I wish it had been around years before. You know, I wish some of our faves from when we were younger had the opportunity to have like their biggest concerts at the movie theater. For sure. I'm excited for Renaissance because I didn't get to see that. So I am so excited to see that in theaters. Yeah, that's going to be good, too, because it's like docu-series or documentary and concerts. That's going to be incredible. So I need to take a moment to break my Taylor Swift silence. Okay. I am really bummed out on Taylor. Like, I love her music. I love Taylor Swift's music. And I think that I've always kind of been that way. It's more about her music than like her. But seeing her at the game in a booth with Jackson Mahomes, who has basically been to no games all season because he's a sexual assault. He has sexual assault. um, He has a court case coming up about sexually assaulting a owner of a restaurant in Kansas City. And to see Taylor in a booth with him, like high-fiving, when yeah. Taylor and I'm sure people are rolling their eyes and groaning, being like, "How would Taylor even know?" Taylor is a team of people who Google fans and look up fan shit to make sure fans can go to her home. Right. They know who she's sitting in a booth with, and the fact that Taylor made such a big deal about her sexual assault case, as she should, mm-hmm. and she sued the guy only for a dollar, just for like the principle of the um, of her winning. Basically, you know what I mean. Sure. It wasn't about the money. It was about the principle of what happened to her. And to see her like high-fiving someone who's going to court, I think pretty soon for sexual assault charges. I can't imagine what his victim feels like. Yeah. Watching him in a high-fiving Taylor, the way Jackson sat behind Taylor to make sure he was in every fucking shot. Like it really bothers me because I actually think like 
her dating Travis Kelsey makes everyone forget she dated Maddie Healy. Right. So, and then just seeing her do that, it was just such like a, I know you can't control who's in Patrick Mahomes's like booth or whatever it's called, but you could have also been in Travis Kelsey's, but you chose to go to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, it like, always goes back to what people say that she only cares about stuff if it affects her and it's crazy that she's so on the internet she's so online she's so aware of what her fans are saying she plays mind games with her fans based on what they're saying about her and what they're speculating so she obviously knows that that's like a major criticism and that that's something that people talk about literally all the time you don't have to even be a fan of hers to know that and she like has never course corrected even if it's not genuine mm-hmm. like even if she doesn't mean it she's never not done it and then she's still doing it and like planting her feet it's very odd yeah yeah I guess just you know I like her music but lately her choices I've just been like and that's kind of someone actually commented I'm not talking about her because I don't like her and Travis which I don't think they're a real couple but I also don't just want to like talk shit on Taylor Swift for like 45 minutes what do you think it is about what is it about her relationships that like ignite people so much when they're so clearly fake? I genuinely think she has so many new fans because so many people became fans of her during quarantine with Folklore and Evermore Oh, that yeah. they don't remember that she used to do this, right? Like Calvin Harris was all over her Instagram. So was Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. But she was in a relationship with Joe for six years that was silent because I saw someone tweet. They were like, she's never been this publicly open with a boyfriend. I'm like, no, that's why people fucking hate her. Yeah. Like, what are you? Are you kidding me? She's never been this publicly open. Come on now. She's never been this publicly open, really. Right. And um, affectionate. They were like, she's so affectionate with Travis. I'm like, there are literally pictures of her making up with Calvin Harris that were on her Instagram feed. Right. So I don't know. I think people are just so used to her dating like this quiet actor that now that she's dating someone who's so open and so proud of her and so this. And I'm like, Travis Kelsey's the thirstiest motherfucker you'll ever meet. Yeah. And people are, I mean, people are really into this. Like it's, it's really surprising to me how much people care, but it is a huge deal. Even like, like middle-aged people who don't give a shit about Taylor are like highly invested. And they're like, she was at the game. And then they're, they're like, pointing at her the camera at her every five minutes at these games basically the same way that they do it like the vmas whole game is about her and then i get tmz alerts every single day of whether she did or didn't show up i don't fucking care i mean i really do not care if she goes and sits in that booth or, or like oh she made a a facial expression because he got hurt she must be in love with him are you guys like are you kidding And I'm at the point where people are like, even if they're fake, I still like looking at them. I'm like, okay, just don't talk to me about it, please. (laughs) I do not blame you. I'm exhausted of it. And I don't, people don't talk to me about her at all. So I can't even imagine. (laughs) So I guess talking about NFL, I wanted to talk about skims and the men's line of skims that Kim just came out with and used Nick Bosa who is extremely anti-LGBT and anti-Black Lives Matter. So I just want you guys to know that that's who Nick Bosa is. But I got a DM from like, this is from July. I know you're not Dumois, but Adnan, but Anon, please, sorry. 
My friend is a designer at Skims and Tom Brady is coming out with a men's line of skins. I can't remember what it's called, but they def aren't dating. So I wonder why that partnership fell through. Interesting. So that's what that all was about. So allegedly it was originally supposed to be a Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian thing. And then it made me also wonder, because you know how there are those random like Odell Beckham Jr. rumors? I was wondering if maybe Odell was supposed to be involved in this. Oh, interesting. That adds like a whole, like that makes so much more sense to me that 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 was like a business thing. Right. Interesting. I also don't know anything about that man. So I had no idea any of that stuff. I just feel like people should know. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, it just like, it makes me wonder what happened between Kim and Tom Brady. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, I, I never, like, that was so weird. It, it felt weird as soon as the headlines came out. I was like, this is, something else has to be going on, because there's no way. Um, I have been getting a lot of messages from people about, about horror recommendations, and I guess, like, I was a little um scattered the last time that I gave them. I was just like, watch this, 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 and this, and, like, didn't really touch on anything. So... I felt like I should give some actual uh, true recommendations and hold on. I did, if you're a Patreon member, I did make a list on our Patreon. So if you go search the word horror, it will come up with like a list. So that is accessible. But if you're not a Patreon member, I'll read some of them. Um, So I separated them between 80s, 70s and current. So the 80s list is Nightmare on Elm Street. Specifically, you have to watch one, three, and then New Nightmare. Watch those three, and then you can go back if you feel like it and watch the other ones. They're not a necessity. Those are a necessity, especially if you're a fan of Scream. You should watch New Nightmare because New Nightmare inspired Scream. And it's like very meta, very smart. It's good. Um, You should definitely watch Evil Dead. Evil Dead has had a resurgence. I hate when people go to the movies and watch remakes of movies that they've never seen the original, especially when the original is better. Evil Dead is great. The remake of Evil Dead is actually incredible. The one that they just released recently is horrible, but it's like a fun little Halloween romp if you want to do that. Um, Chucky is having a moment. If you're not watching Chucky on sci-fi, it is literally so good. It is such a good show. And it's the perfect thing to binge for Halloween. It's funny. It's scary. It's meta. Like, it's good. And if you want to watch some of the movies, I suggest Child's Play 1 and 2 are my my personal favorite. Um, Black Christmas is good. It's a good, like, pre-Christmas, you know, Halloween kind of thing happening. Um, What else would I suggest? Uh, so I have some Halloweens written down because a lot of people have messaged me and said, I want to watch Halloween, but I don't know where to start because there's so many and there's so many, there's the Rob Zombie ones and there's the original ones. My personal favorites are one, two, four, and five. I find the Rob Zombie ones to be really vile and like crass. The first one's like, okay, but I'm like an original girl. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is great. Friday the 13th, 1 through 8 is great. You can really watch any of those. It doesn't really matter. Um, Prom Night is also great. Misery is also having a big comeback moment. So if you're like a Stephen King, more of like a 
thriller kind of person or you just want to watch like some really good acting Kathy Bates is so fucking incredible in misery um I'll always suggest Carrie Piper Laurie just passed away the woman who plays Carrie's mom and she's incredible so I'm just gonna suggest Carrie um Poltergeist one through three is great uh the house in sorority row is also really good if you're a housewives fan eileen is in it and she's young and hot and like looks really good and it's just fun is that the one Audrina's is in she's in the remake oh okay okay <laughs> yeah the original one's from like the late 80s <laughs> <laughs> oh no she was boring <laughs> um let me see what else do i have here yeah, and of course, you know, there's like the Scream movies. I think pretty much everybody has seen Scream, but if you haven't watched Scream, um, uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer is also very underrated to me. And I'm always in my Sarah Michelle Gellar bag. I stay <laughs> in it. So I'm always going to promote that. And also, as somebody who was rewatching Buffy for the first time since I was a kid, if you are not a Buffy head or haven't ever seen it, it is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It's absolutely incredible. And Sarah Michelle Gellar is just, I don't even have words. Like I literally could cry how much I love her. So that too, that's a great thing to binge for Halloween. It's a good thing to have on in the background too, if you're having like a Halloween party. Um, Yeah. So hopefully that's a little bit better than last time. I'm sorry. Now would be a good time to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Fume. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or some potion that you found on a website online. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all-natural delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. So for me, I talked about how I'm now alcohol free. And when I go to bars, I like to bring my fume device with me because it's fun to play with. And a lot of drinking for me, at least, is a lot of hand to mouth stuff. So just having the flavored air I'm not doing anything harmful. I am just simply having a good time being in the moment and not worrying about drinking. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code BLINDS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code BLINDS to save an additional 10% off your order today. This week's episode is also sponsored by Factor. With the busy fall season in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. With chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door, you'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Are you too busy running around during the day to think about lunch? Keep your energy up with Lunch To Go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. They are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. This October, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavored packed meals delivered to your door, ready in two minutes, no prep, no mess. I'm obsessed with Factor because I am lazy now. I used to love to cook. I no longer do. But I still want to eat good food. I still want to eat healthy food. Living in this city, it's really, really hard to like not order. It's hard to not go out. It's really easy to make unhealthy choices here. So having that be so convenient in my freezer and to taste really, really good is just really helpful for me. It helps me stay on track. You know what I mean? Summer will be back before we know it. And I will regret all of the, the door dashes that I made throughout the year. So I'm really, really happy to have Factor in my life, to be honest with you. Head to factormeals.com slash blinds50 and use code blinds50 to get 50% off. That's code blinds50 at factormeals.com slash blinds50 to get 50% off. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. So this is not a true crime podcast. We have always said we're never going to dive into a true crime. But Natalie Holloway, I think for all millennials that hear that name, to me, that and the Scott Peterson case were the two cases that got more coverage than I can like remember and made me aware of like murders. Yes, more so than like just on TV. Um, but you're on Vandersloot. He's, of course, the number one suspect pretty much since it happened. And he finally confessed 
And he said exactly what he did to Natalie. Um, so just trigger warning, heads up. I'm about to say, talk about that. Um, basically, he said that him and Natalie went to a beach together. They were making out and he kept trying to force himself on her. And she kept saying no, 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 no. And finally, she said no and kicked him really hard in the balls. Or hit him or punched him, like hit him in his balls. And he responded by standing up and kicking her as hard as he could in her face, in her head. He knew she was unconscious. And instead of, you know, walking away, I wouldn't even say walk, getting help, you know, just leaving the scene, which he could have done. He grabbed a brick and bashed her face in to make sure she was dead and then brought her into the ocean up to his knees and just sent her on her way. Jesus Christ. And I am really glad that the Holloway family now has like closure, but like, holy shit. I have this theory that I feel like most men could get to the point where they kill a woman. Like, I really honestly feel like, and obviously I'm not a woman, I can't speak to the fears that women have, but I feel like most women, whether it's conscious or not conscious, live with the fear of knowing that, like, at any moment, if they say or do the wrong thing, a man could kill them. You're 100% right. Like, that is fucking crazy. All because she didn't want to have sex with him. Good God, have mercy. And the disrespect to just like send somebody out into the ocean and go on about your day right and he obviously has killed other women too i mean he stuffed the woman in i want to say costa rica in a suitcase oh my god so i just felt like we should address that because i do i don't like saying true crime is pop culture but i know they do intersect a bit and i feel like natalie holloway was a big one that did yeah, for sure. I'm not really a true crime person because it darks me out and it gives me anxiety. And I, I don't know. It's like, I can't just like listen to it and then be like, okay, good night. After COVID, I had to stop, like really stop. I used to listen to My Favorite Murder a lot, who I know are being canceled right now, but like, I used to really like them. Um, but once COVID hit, I was like, you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> now we live in, like, true crime. Like, now we live in a horror movie. I don't need to listen to this. I have friends that that true crime is their sleep podcast. Like, they go to bed. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are your dreams like? My God. Um, Speaking of dreams, I saw Crossroads last night in the theater. Oh. <laughs> was it your first time seeing it in theaters? No, I actually, I, I did see it in the theater when it came out. Um, and it's so funny. My original Crossroads experience was that I was in the theater and then I looked behind me and the bully from my high school had obviously snuck in with his girlfriend and he was finger banging her in the back of the theater. Oh my God. And I was like, the disrespect and the disregard for our princess of pop. Um, also, but- what a movie to get finger banged to. I know. It's like, you're sick. A, a young girl road trip made you horny good god um but I went with Zach and my friend Katie we went last night and it was just really magical like the the vibe in the theater was so cool and it was like really funny because you could tell some people had never seen it like some um, of the older people 
and they were like really emotionally invested and the woman next that was sitting next to Zach kept like gasping like she was like really shocked like when Taryn has like the stairs moment she like she was like like she grabbed her chest really hard she didn't know it was going to happen and it was just like really sweet and then uh at the end of the movie they do a sing-along like a karaoke mm-hmm. so we all were like really belting overprotected and not a girl not yet a woman <laughs> the whole theater was like singing to the best of their ability it was so cool and then crazy thing when we were leaving um there was somebody sitting next to us that was like I don't want to be weird but like I listened to beyond the blinds Oh, I love that. Her name was Allie. Allie, if you're listening, shout out to you. She was sitting next to Katie. I didn't, I, it was so random. She was just like, I don't want to be weird, but like, I literally know who you are and I recognized you from your laugh. And like, I knew, and it was so cute. We took a picture together. She's coming to our show. Yay. I know. It was really, really cool. It was such a fun little like random moment, but it was just like so fun to see that in theaters and it was really, I've obviously seen that movie a million times, but seeing it on the big screen and like being able to just get lost in it and pretend that like that was the current moment in time. And, you know, it was just like, it just made me feel so good. And we everybody was crying in the theater when she, at the end, when she sings Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, it was like happy tears, but also really sad tears, you know? For sure. It was like kind of heartbreaking because we all, I just, you collectively could feel everybody got so lost in it. And then it was the reality that like this girl's whole life was like stripped from her. And like, you know, she seemed so hopeful and like, she was so young. I don't know. It was just, it was, it was an, it was an emotional moment, but I'm really happy that I got to see it. I am very upset that we didn't go to the VIP, like actual screening in Times Square because it sold out and like two minutes wow we drove our asses to kips bay we saw it at the kips bay amc but no it was great it was a really really cool experience did you get free books at the movie not at ours okay because some were giving away free books right free books and curious perfume which i thought was really funny not curious i know i was like what did they stop at five below or something and get a bunch of perfumes i had curious (laughs) but I thought it was cool that they ended up giving like the original you know the OG curious with the the teal bottle and the little puff you know yeah but yeah it was a great experience and I'm just really into these like non-conventional movies being in the theater right now I even saw that they're they're releasing um waitress like the Sarah Bareilles like actual production in the theater that'll be amazing Sarah Bareilles is so underrated for her talent she's so talented so I'm into it I'm into these like unconventional movies being out in the theaters um obviously we are all reading this book it is Tuesday October 24th the book came out today um I I think that we're all just like either listening to Michelle Michelle Williams read it I almost said Michelle Rodriguez (laughs) we're all listening to Michelle could you imagine that would be so scary we're all listening to michelle williams read this book and um zach and i have just been sitting in silence for like 12 hours listening to her read it and she's incredible it's wild some parts i i keep thinking i'm hearing britney reading and then i'm like wait that's michelle 
I know everybody keeps saying that she's really good at channeling her like energy I also have to be completely honest. I had no idea what Michelle Williams's voice was. I don't know what I was thinking when I was like, oh, her voice is, I mean, it's still great, but it wasn't what I thought it was. Because it's like kind of deep and it sounds like Britney's voice when she's like being completely natural, like mm-hmm. her boys, you know, like y'all are freaking weird and you're teenagers and going through puberty. That's like how Michelle was like channeling her. I thought that was really cool. But all that to say, we are going to fully talk about the book next week. We have to finish it. Yeah, I think we're on, I'm like chapter 29 or something. I'm close to, I'm over halfway done. I'm actually at chapter 29 as well. Perfect. What has been like your most shocking moment so far? Most shocking moment? Um, One moment that I thought was very interesting that I never would have put together myself but I do think makes a lot of sense was her talking about Justin um, like telling Barbara Walters that she was not a virgin and that everybody was really mad at him because he exploited her, but she was like kind of happy about it because she didn't have to do it and she couldn't say it herself really. Like it was like hard for her to say it. And (laughs) she interpreted that or she chose to interpret it as, you know, him kind of freeing her of that. And I just thought that was cool that even though he's a piece of shit and like didn't mean it with that intention that she chose to interpret it as something positive that ended up in a way benefiting a part of her life because it was like the jig is up. Yeah, I've had sex and I'm in my fucking 20s. Yeah. What about you? I honestly think when she was talking about the abortion And my knee-jerk reaction to Justin Timberlake grabbing a guitar and strumming it to try and make her feel better was like, what a fucking asshole of a human. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it more and I was like, they were just kids. How else were they supposed to deal with it? Like, Justin was probably like, oh, if I sing this song, it'll help her feel better because that's how I know how to make people feel better is through music. And I agree. Just the thought of them being two 19-year-olds alone sitting on a bathroom floor and him just kind of like strumming something to try and make her feel better. Because at first I was like, last thing you want to hear is fucking push by Matchbox 20 right now. But then yeah. they're just kids. They're just kids. And I, I, I understand now. I mean, of course, just generally, it's like annoying that her book kept leaking. I'm sure that that pissed her off just in general. But it was leaking out of context. And the whole point of her writing this book was to fill in the blanks and like give context to all these things that people talk about. But these fucking news publications who I guess don't know that there's a war going on. Right. But can't help themselves and had to take little sentences from the book and exploit her words. And like in context, the way she wrote about that moment made so much more sense than how it was written about by like, Huffington Post you know it's like yeah they're both kids and he didn't know what to do and that was the only thing he could think to do and she's just laying on the floor in excruciating pain they can't go to the hospital like you know ugh, it's a it's so far like very good though I really like it and the way she talks about Kevin Federline keep fucking going girl no no I'm weird like about I guess since we're on the same chapter we're like about to get to 2007 I left off at the end of 2006 to the media turning on her you know when she's like trying to be a mom and like I'm just so my spirit is not ready for what's to come I'm very very nervous 
For sure. Especially when she starts talking about dating the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, next week we'll have like a full and make sure to listen to the Celebrity Memoir Book Club. They got the book early. Yes. I'm actually I'm recording with them Thursday. I don't know if I should say that. Yeah, promote whatever. Okay. I don't know if they've said it or not, but I'm gonna be recording with them on Thursday um about this book. So shout out to them. I think I'll be on their Patreon. So last week, something happened after we finished recording. (laughs) Sophia Bush is dating a woman. And I got to enjoy that for about five seconds. (laughs) I got to be like, holy shit. If you had told me Brooke Davis was going to start dating women in her 40s, let's fucking go. And I quickly learned that soccer girls who have scared me since high school still scare me. (laughs) Because they let me know real quick that I should not be celebrating and even wished for me to get cheated on the way the way that Allie Krieger was cheating on cheated on. I'm sorry, by Ashlyn Harris. Wait, what? I'm so I don't know any of this. So get ready, Troy. Sophia Bush is dating Ashlyn Harris. These are the so so those two. Ashlyn Harris is a woman soccer player. Ashlyn Harris has been with Allie Krieger for 14 years. They've been married for four years. They have kids together. And then, of course, Sophia Bush recently divorced. It was very abrupt. That was back in, like, June. So before I get into all that, I just want to say one thing about Sophia Bush, which I am guilty for, too, is she was, like, the biggest ally to gay people. But she was straight. And I always feel like super allies are just like waiting to come out. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I've always thought of Sophia Bush. So much so that a few weeks ago, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, when is Sophia Bush going to start dating women? Like, it's about time. Oh my God. Uh, your witch power, the witch my power. Witch- but unfortunately for me, it was bad. Um, so it all kind of started on TikTok. I was tagged in a video so many times. Um, the I think the creator took the video down. But it was how Ashlyn and Sophia started hanging out a lot more, specifically in June. Right. Um, I've learned that Ashlyn gives fuckboy energy. Uh, someone told me she's basically the Chad Michael Murray of women's soccer. Hey. So last week, a People's Exclusive came out saying that Sophia and Ashlyn went on their first date a few weeks ago. Just an overall weird vibe. Um, it says, quote, After being friends for years and running in the same social circles, Sophia and Ashlyn went out on their first dinner date a couple weeks ago. This is so recent, and they're both beginning new chapters. Although it's new information to the public, Ashlyn and Allie's divorce began months ago, and they've been living apart since the summer. There's no salacious story when it comes to Bush and Harris's recent coupling, though the public may want there to be. Okay. (laughs) please don't look any further into it because there's nothing there bye so it gets worse troy (laughs) i couldn't even enjoy sophia bush liking women that's how bad it was (laughs) it's also been suggested that ashlyn leaked the information of her divorce with ally on the day that ally was having a big press conference because she's retiring okay and 
uh, Ali's brother commented on something being like, yeah, that leak was on purpose to take away the shine from my sister. Oh my God. How did I not know that that happened? Oh my God. <laughs> I got all this off Reddit and you know, I don't tread Reddit very yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. So people think this all started and people meaning the public, not people magazine. Think this all started when Sophia and Ashlyn were in France together back in June while Ashlyn was overseas with Sophia, Allie made a post saying something to the effect of, me and the kids miss you, can't wait till you come home. I'm paraphrasing with that, but it was very like, Ashlyn, the family wants you home type of thing. And page six is the only outlet that is saying there's cheating. But Erin Foster, what are your thoughts on Erin Foster? Because I really don't have a ton, but it, she always seems to pop up. I have none. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so Aaron Foster apparently said on her podcast that Chad Michael Murray and it actually cheated on her with Sophia Bush. Okay. Now you need to remember Chad Michael Murray and Aaron Foster were dating in LA, not in Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. Because right when I heard this story, I'm like, you know what? Like, I doubt Chad was like, I have a girlfriend. I can't do this. Right. So uh, Hillary Burton has decided to come into the mix. Oh, my Lord. Hillary Burton posted a story saying, oof, cringe. I just got off my red eye flight home and multiple people had sent me this headline. As the person who had a front row seat then, this wasn't it. We were all told you'd broken up, which is why our guy was pursuing her. Now this is being spun to make my sister look like a brazen harlot. And if she's anyone's harlot, it's mine. Happy to discuss at Aaron Foster. You also deserve the truth. There are so many unnamed sources making claims about the woman I love. So fuck it. I'll be named a source. A lot of internet voices being nasty. And as the person who knows the real timeline, it would be laughable if it wasn't so hurtful. Hillary Burton doesn't end there. <laughs> Hillary Burton doesn't end there. This is from a creator named Amanda. She has a playlist that's Bushlin. Just B-U-S-H-L-Y-N exclamation point. And someone commented, I understand wanting to defend your friend, but acting like what has happened is okay is so disappointing. Cheating is horrible in general. Cheating when you're friends with both spouses, awful. So Hillary responded saying, interesting that you think you know the timeline. I do. There was zero cheating. I'm talking about the current one too. I have receipts. Zero cheating. But toxic people are going to spin the story however they want and hide behind anonymous sources. I'm not anonymous. I can say that everything was above the board. And Hillary has since deleted those comments. You think that, why do you think she deleted it? Maybe Sophia was like, you don't need to air out everything. Yeah. Or maybe she just felt like it wasn't her place. Like, I'm really not sure why she deleted that, but kept the story up adding Erin Foster. I had, I mean, obviously I knew because we were getting tagged in it a lot just because of you. So I, <laughs> a little, <laughs> I got a little like dusting of what was going on, but I didn't know that it was like this intense. I know. It's a lot. Soccer lesbians are much different than CW loving actor lesbians. It's so funny that like, like lesbian drama is so different than like any other kind of drama. It's very intense and it's always friend groups. Yeah. And there's a video of Sophia Bush, Ashlyn, and Megan Rapino. 
like, I think it was Megan's last game and Megan's really close with Allie. And you can see Megan say something to Sophia Bush and Sophia Bush like covers her mouth, does this little clap and turns away. And Ashlyn grabs Megan's face and says something. I need to be in the group chat. It's so crazy. Um, Obviously, I'm sure there's more that I'm not 100% sure of, but all of Ashlyn, or I'm sorry, all of Allie's teammates have been commenting like nothing but positivity. And Allie posted something being like, I'm in my formation era. Oh my God. I love, I know that there was like, um, there was a lesbian show on HBO a million years ago called The Real L Word that was like supposed to be like the real version of the L Word. We need an updated version, <laughs> like a social media age version of a lesbian drama reality show. I agree with you. Because it's really just chef's kiss drama. Yeah, lesbians, the, the way that we move is very confusing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know how to even put it into words, but it just hits different. For sure. And I've been waiting my whole life for One Tree Hill drama to be headlined. So I'm pretty excited about this. Rubbing your hands together. Literally. And I want to say Sue Bird was wearing something that says like Team Alley on her shirt at like some game. So it's it's pretty nasty over there. And people are not happy if you're happy Sophia Bush is a lesbian <laughs> or like queer. Once it gets to the point that people are wearing team whatever shirts, you know that it's like we're in full-fledged drama. Like it's it's happening. Yeah, it was very much one of those like, woo-hoo, then like a, oh no. Yeah. Anybody but her. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, not to like divert back, I just <laughs> very quickly mention if somehow you lived under a rock for the past two days, Britney's audition tape for the notebook was released and if you are a britney fan you know that the lore surrounding this tape has been i mean it's been on ebay for like 10 years and it was like several million dollars to buy it so nobody ever bought it all you could see was screenshots of the video and then the video or the picture of her like hugging um my god ryan ryan um somebody bought it and I didn't think about this but Zach brought up that they may have because there's there's clips there's screen caps of the video that are not included in what we saw so and I like didn't get that but Zach brought up that they may have bought a portion of it because it was several million dollars so maybe they paid for like a section of it just to put out for you know the websites just to like whatever but like I don't know it was really wild to finally see it like I've fantasized about what it looked like for so many years and I've always looked at that picture and just thought like god if I had the money to buy this and own it like I would you know but I was always like who's ever gonna buy it nobody's gonna spend three million dollars on this video we'll never see it and it was so good I was shocked at how good it was it was incredible. I was like, oh my God. It was like perfect. I mean, that movie, that role was meant for Rachel McAdams. For sure. And I have a theory that like roles, when you whenever you read that like roles were supposed to go to this person or whatever, like I really do think that that typically works out how it's supposed to. Especially if the movie goes on to become iconic, like it was meant for Rachel McAdams. But the audition was really, really good. 
yeah, I guess like I thought she did fine in Crossroads, but I was like, do I really want to see her like be Allie? And then watching watching the audition, I was like, maybe like like you said, like Rachel McAdams, that was her role for sure. But Brittany did great. She did amazing. And she I mean, most of it was ad libbed. I think that they gave her like a page and just said, like, this is the general whatever that we're going for. And, you know, so most of that was like her ad libbing and she the way she was able to cry right on the spot I was like oh my god okay we yeah. really missed out on a lot from Brittany I know. like I know Kelly <laughs> <laughs> knowing that pushes me through life uh but no it's true it's just like and you're we're constantly reminded of it which is like even more painful you know well, um, I'd like to um end the episode reminding you of someone just painful in general. This this news came out a while ago, but um Ashley Benson and Brandon Davis are expecting. <laughs> and again, this news came out a while ago, but we've never talked about it. Not the grease monster, Brendan Davis. Oh no. Ooh. Yeah, he still exists. A lot of people think that he's dead because his brother passed away. And I get that question a lot. Like, if I post something with him in it, people will be like, I can't believe he's gone or whatever. He's not dead. <laughs> Very much alive, still greasy, still tanned, still disgusting. New jaw. New jaw. <laughs> New lips. <laughs> I hope one day Ashley Benson writes a real book. That would be incredible. I just can't get over the women that he's been with and dated. And, like, I guess being an heir to millions and millions and billions of dollars helps but you just again like we talked about in previous episodes he's just sweaty and breathing heavily on you at all he's definitely like a mouth breather nothing wrong with breathing through your mouth but he's one of like the mouth breathers yeah like a really disgusting mouth breather and he just seems like the kind of guy that's always trying to coax people into having sex in like a bathroom oh that's probably where she got pregnant (laughs) oh honestly like the amount of times i've seen him walk out of uh bathrooms with somebody who was very or clubs with somebody who was very clearly freshly fucked it's like you just took her into a goddamn bathroom you monster (laughs) such a monster well i guess that's kind of all we got we do have i mean trey songs is in trouble again for sexual assault um definitely listen to our trey songs episode if you haven't I'll never forget we got like a three-star review saying why do they cover people like Trey songs this is why this is the point that is why so if you haven't listened to our Trey songs episode please go back and listen the way it's laid out it goes year by year like what crimes he committed yeah and the we posted the TMZ article on our Instagram if you haven't seen it of his like the recent accusations TMZ was very crass about the way that as usual the way that they chose to write about what he did they were like very detailed um but it is there and i hope that he gets in trouble too the same and with that thank you guys for joining next week we will be talking way more about the britney book but yeah. yeah thank you guys for listening we love you very much and happy halloween bye bye
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.